0: listening to the action figure blues podcast episode number 272 for the week of wednesday 10th of may
1: 2017 i'm ben and i'm eddie this episode is brought to you by mike's comics and stuff and actionfigureblues.com tonight we break down the hasbro marvel legends guardians of the galaxy titus build a figure wave now hello ben hello, hello you can hear me you can hear me yes i can ah <laughs> oh,
0: technology technology what's mm. not to love hey it's
1: yeah a- i hear i hear it's a wonderful thing when it works <laughs> i tell you at the next afb board meeting i'm going to
0: bring this up because uh, we definitely get what we pay for mm. Yeah. so anyway mate how have you been
1: I have been good. I actually uh, had a momentous action figure blues occasion yesterday. (laughs) Indeed. So uh, for those that don't know, me and Scotty, our other uh, co-host, actually do live in the same states. uh, But even though we live in the same state. Uh, We do live a little bit of a distance apart from one another. So in the two years that I've been on the show, me and him have actually never met in person uh, (laughs) just through our Skype calls here. And yesterday was a free comic book day as we're recording this, and I always work at uh, All-Star Comics on that day because it's such a huge day for them, and literally thousands of people turn up uh, for that day, and I was... uh out the front organising the line and uh, bumped it into a. Uh, going <laughs> to say familiar face but familiar voice, which was uh, <laughs> Scotty, so it was uh, very nice to meet him, we took a bunch of selfies and yes. of course he used the picture where I looked the worst to <laughs> uh, stick up, uh, but yeah, very good to uh, finally have met scotty in person and we gave each other a great big hug upon realizing who we are so that was very (laughs) pleasant yeah
0: so the proof is on the afb facebook page if you uh don't believe us and um fortunately i wasn't there because you know that much handsome in one photo would have just about uh caused some sort of uh uh you know galactic collapse i think uh yeah yeah, and how did you go on free comic day did you get around anywhere pick up any
1: bargains Well, no, I was doing a 12-hour shift at the comic store, so I got there at uh, 7.30 and I left it around at 8.30 at night, so it's a uh, big day for uh, the folks behind the scene. I did uh, manage to pick up a couple of the free comic day books there at the end, what was left over, and uh, folks hadn't grabbed, but... uh, wasn't able to do any shopping or visit any other stores or do uh, <laughs> much else oh, uh, on yeah, that day. But, yeah. you, know, you were working to the uh,
0: the betterment of nerd kinds. so uh, yeah, what, very selfless of you. What about yourself? Yeah, I, I I've done it in the past, but uh, my local comic shop, uh, Dee's Book and Comic Shop, uh, are fantastic, and and Brendan, the owner, is also uh, a really cool guy. But um, it's very close to a, a university, and so uh, he tends to get hit a lot from um, tight-ass students who seem to think it's a day that they can just wander in and grab any comic book they want because they're free. So mm. they come in trying to sort of grab hordes of free comics and whatnot. So uh, I've actually found in the past that because he tends to generally have leftovers, um, I, I wander in the following week, during the work week, and he usually has a big stash of stuff, and he knows uh, what my tadpoles like, so there's usually something put away for them. And so, yeah, I'll, uh, as, as much as I like the uh, the concept and, and the idea of sort of, I guess, bringing attention to comics and that sort of thing, uh, I'm probably getting a bit too old to do the whole sort of argy bargy elbowing to get to the free comics and whatnot.
1: Yeah, it is very much a day for. Uh people new to the industry tend to really embrace it and for the kids as well like at all star we do uh kids hour for the first hour so it's only uh kids and their um parents that are allowed into the store so they get first pick of all the kids books and uh all that and they can come in and you know it's not a super crowded uh although it is crowded with kids um not crowded with uh everyone else through and that works uh really well it gets them a chance to get in let mm-hmm. them get the books before they go out cuz free comic book day is uh very much intended to be a kid uh yes. for the day and then uh it's the store's still open an hour earlier than it would be normally for everyone else to pop in and get their uh pick's in and done so yeah,
0: that's a good idea actually i like that
1: yeah, it's. Uh, I've been doing it for a few years now and it's um, always very warmly embraced and hmm. uh, I definitely know it, there's a lot of parents that love it because it means they don't have to wait in the big massive line for yeah. <laughs> ages with little ones uh, through there but uh time a little one turns up, even in the general line we call them the VIPs and uh, nick them through <laughs> so they always Stop. get get through, yeah I like it, I like it
0: Yeah, very good. Very good. Well, I got along very recently to see Guardians of the Galaxy 2, just in time for our uh, breakdown for this episode. So, uh, how about we take a bit of a break and we come back and talk about some toys? Let's do. The AFB Toy Breakdown is a segment where we take a broad look at a full wave of action figures or a high-end item that usually more than one of the AFB hosts has picked up in their travels. And in this episode, Eddie and I are taking a look at the latest uh, Marvel Legends Builder figure wave from Hasbro, and it is Guardians of the Galaxy-themed Titus. Yes, yeah. that's the silence, I think, that was met by pretty much everyone. <laughs> And poor old titus he let's let's see if we can give the guy some respect.
1: I like Titus, I'm <laughs> gonna be. The defender of Titus, (laughs) I think. Not just on this podcast, but every internet (laughs) forum
0: out there. Good on you, good on you, good on you. Look, I don't dislike him, but uh, we'll certainly get to him. Um, This was a bit of an interesting wave. Uh, I think, obviously, being uh, tied in around the same time as the release of the second film, um, we were always going to get MCU, or Marvel Cinematic Universe, figures. So we got a a bit of a mixed bag here um, with a sort of three to four ratio. Um, which is fine. I think I've pretty much come to expect uh, now that Marvel Legends are. I think I think the only reason they keep going is because we are getting the cinematic figures, which uh, are, are, seem to be the sellers to Little Johnny and and whatnot. But um, yeah, a couple of curveballs thrown in there.
1: Yeah, I I don't even know if the cinematic figures are what's selling at retail as much as the cinematic figures are a way to uh, get it into retail stores uh, to sell. They're very much used like this Guardians wave actually did hit uh, in a fair large amount in targets here uh, in Australia, which hasn't been too common with a lot of waves beforehand. And the ones that had generally had the movies behind it, like Amazing Spider-Man or Avengers so to actually find the Guardians wave on shelves was actually a big surprise to a lot of folks here so i think it is uh, a way of getting them into stores more than they're actually the the ones that are selling
0: yeah it's always been that thing uh, hasn't it that we've talked about that the folks at Hasbro have to convince the big bricks and mortar sellers that uh, you know this is a wave of action figures that will sell and that way you, you need to have those recognisable brands in there, sort of the, the Captain America, Spider-Man, Wolverine type situation, and, and obviously tying them into a, a big cinematic event is one way to do that. But um, I too saw these uh, around at various retailers uh, where I live, and oddly enough, uh, it wasn't the MCU figures that seemed to be moving, but the one that probably should be, sell the least if uh history is anything to go by because uh she was neither mcu and she's female so and uh you know in theory female action figures don't sell Mm. but we are going to kick off the wave and we are going to go in alphabetical order with the last that i just mentioned and it is Angela. angela angela does everybody know their history on angela
1: Yeah, are we going to go that (laughs) joke? Oh, hang on, Ben. But she is a spawn character. Oh, what's she doing in this line?
0: When did this happen? I haven't read Marvel comics since
1: 1986.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh. Alright, yes, she is kicking things off Uh, If you didn't know, Angela was created by Neil Gaiman with Todd McFarlane for a Spawn comic Uh, Neil Gaiman decided to sue Todd McFarlane for rights ownership and won And then promptly sold it to Marvel So she has been incorporated into the Marvel Universe uh, as Thor's sister Um, She was kidnapped as a baby by um, angels uh, from off of Odin And raised as one of them and uh, gets around with the Guardians of the Galaxy for some reason. I can only assume that it's because Brian Bendis and Neil Gaiman are buddies or something. I I don't know what the the fascination was there.
1: It did seem Bendis' run on Guardians was where characters, they weren't 100% sure what to do with, but they know that they wanted to spotlight, tended to end up, like Mm -hmm. Agent Venom and Captain Marvel and that really didn't seem to service the story at any point, but they were just <laughs> there as part of the team. <laughs> they were
0: indeed. They were indeed. All right, well, <clears throat> let's kick off with her. She comes with uh, one of Titus' legs. Uh, very unexciting, just a, a, a giant leg, uh, and obviously we'll get to that later. Um, this is a, a pretty exciting figure for me because... Uh, I can see the reuse straight away in this for female Asgardians and uh, I, I would like to pat myself on the back and, pre- and say that uh, some time ago I predicted this was a way to get us a Sif and uh, I think that upcoming exclusive box set Sif figure reuses an awful lot of this figure.
1: Yeah, it's a, some beautiful sculpt work going on here and t- I would hazard a guess that she's almost completely new. Yeah yeah there's,
0: there's quite a bit that's uh, that that blew me away I mean I think in particular her boots uh, from her thighs down that they're they're sculpted sort of plates I guess um and then also those uh, forearms and upper arms they're all completely brand new pieces that I definitely haven't seen on anything else um hmm. but yeah I mean wow in addition to that it's not just the um the the weapons and stuff too, which have also been uh, created just for this piece, but the, uh, I don't know what you call them, but they seem to be a very exciting thing that um, Greg Capullo used to draw was the ribbons that she's always got sort of hanging off her everywhere. Mm. Sort of like a loose scarf around her neck. Yeah, these wee kind of tendrilly ribbons that always seem to have three or four going off in, in every direction. So, uh, Brand new head as well, so she's got an, an awful lot of hair. And, uh, and even a... Oh, gosh, what is it? Um, it's kind of a, a mini skirt cape thing hanging down. Uh, there, there's a lot going on with this figure. I, I'm actually really impressed. Um, there's, you know, I mean, perhaps the midriff... And possibly even that upper torso is maybe... Um, I'm just thinking, is that the one off the Enchantress?
1: But No, I don't think it is, by the way. It sort of connects at the back and uh, that around. I think it's a bit more ornate than was on the Enchantress.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I mean, I think this is a really impressive figure. I'm really glad that, um, you know, we're starting to see the, a little bit more tooling. Just having this wave laid out in front of me i can really see that there's been quite a bit of money put in uh in, into a lot of the sculpts you know we're so used to seeing uh those generic bodies repainted you know like the, the likes of eel and people like that where they can get away with just a quick paint job over a basic buck um but this figure just screams tooling and uh, I'm, I'm hoping that you know we can see some pretty cool stuff coming out of this buck into the future and, and not just sif
1: Yeah, I'm excited because this figure actually won a fan vote choice and the next one for that coming up is Songbird. So uh, I'm hoping that those fan choices actually do get a lot of tooling uh, devoted to them. So Songbird's going to be nice and detailed as well.
0: Yeah, I think probably the only thing, and and this is going to be common to a lot of the figures in this particular wave, is uh, a lot of the tooling has come at the expense of paint apps. Uh, I notice a, a lot of the, the. I mean, there's a lot going on in terms of paint. So we've got um, obviously the you know the combination of gold and silver, but there's just not a lot of highlights going on. There's not much in, in the way of washes uh, and sort of dry brush, dry brushed sort of highlights. Um, like her sword, for example, she's got those two kind of weird axe weapons and and the sword. Um, and it 's really just done in those two very, very basic colors. In fact, my sword is incredibly dodgy because the way it was kept in the packaging there was a big uh sort of bend in it, so she 's got this wave uh, this sword that looks as if it 's been laying on a table and then someone 's hit it with a hammer and there 's a big U shape in it and, <laughs> and so i 've been sitting there with the warm water trying to get it to um you know get back to its original position. but the nature of that soft plastic they use it's uh, it's just not helping at all.
1: Weirdly, the only place where it feels like uh, multicolours kind of happening is on a ribbons. There's like a weird gold wash running on that. I don't know if it's a wash or something with the plastic or not, but that's kind of the only place where there is that sort of multicolour.
0: And anywhere there is a, a tiny paint app, you know, they've done the bare minimum, so uh, the belt around her waist has obviously been cast in a, a, a dark sort of leathery brown, and they've done some silver highlights on it to bring that out. Um, I had a bit of an accident with mine. Uh, my scabbard broke off as soon as it came out of the pack, so um, I can see how yeah. it fits together, but unfortunately it's not removable, so it's something I'm going to have to super glue back in. Mm. But, um, yeah, look, I think, you know, she's a pretty a welcome uh, figure. There's certainly plenty of females I would uh, rate uh, a lot more highly in terms of want. Um, but, you know, as a, as a universe builder, she uh, she's a, a nice addition, and I think she actually turned out pretty well. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, let us move on, and we are going to talk about the next character, which is the one I think is the curveball for me, um, and that is
1: Dark Hawk. Yeah, Darkhawk was a figure I was excited about when he was announced, but uh, I'll be honest, this guy might be my biggest letdown of the wave. Yeah,
0: look, I, I I'm still surprised we got a Darkhawk. I, I really thought he was one of those '90s morts that uh, you know, along with the Wendell Vaughan Quasar uh, of the day. Um, really didn't have a, a huge following. So there's somebody out there that clearly has some love for this character because, um, you know, he obviously had a pretty good run, 50 odd issues with his own comic and he turned up in a, in a few others. But, um, he's been pretty quiet the last decade or so. Uh, so to actually get some Marvel Legends love, uh, again, I think we're seeing just some of the diversity, uh, of the fandom at Hasbro to, to bring this guy out. Um yeah so he comes with Titus uh head so that's the, the the white tiger head uh obviously the biggest challenge for this figure are those wings uh, of his and, um look, I think given the price point and uh, what we've seen before, this was about the, the best you were going to do. So it's that kind of flexible plastic that's not quite as flexible as you want. Um, mine came out of the package fairly bent, and I haven't actually mm. done the hot water job to sort of try and get it back into any kind of shape. But um I guess, you know, they are sort of these metal feathers. And, yeah, I I like this figure a lot, but the problem i found is the
1: more I look at it, the more it starts to annoy me. (laughs) I, yeah, I had very bent, uh, wings, uh, myself. I also have a bit on the disappointment end, a very bobblehead, uh, to my dark Hawk. And the thing that really was made me think, Oh, that's just a bit to be Frank crap, uh, is his claws on his right hand. are just sort of weird little wiry plastic, uh, yeah. pieces.
0: Yeah, they are pretty um, gosh, they look like a good fallen... I mean, fortunately they're rubbery, so they're not going to not gonna break off, but they are very, very uh, yeah, plain.
1: Yeah, they almost look like little <laughs> rope whips that he'd have on his fingers there, just to yeah, slap yeah. you with, rather than sort of his... Uh, well, at the time they are kind of going for a Wolverine thing, so mm. uh, <laughs> they're sort of meant to be big nasty claws, but it uh, just doesn't quite come across.
0: Yeah, look I I was really excited to get this guy. Um you know, I was obviously reading comics in the 90s. I remember him. I remember buying his title. Um, I remember always wanting to see what the big deal was under his helmet because they used to go on and on about that. And and so, you know, getting him out, I was like, "Oh, that's cool, you know, Darkhawk. Um he's hoping we we get a bit more love towards, you know, like the New Warriors who were popular around that time as well, but the more I started playing with this guy, the more he just really started to annoy me. So, uh, I've got the really loose neck peg as well. So that, mm-hmm. that head just lolls around everywhere. Um, and, uh, it just, yeah, it's really quite loose. But I've actually got really loose hips as well. So I can actually cool. sort of swing him and his leg actually swings backwards and forwards, um, quite easily. But, um, I think something too, and you know, I keep saying, uh, this is about the third or fourth time I've said this, but something I've noticed with the whole wave is um, the injection points. So obviously these parts are made of injection-moulded plastic, but um, it almost looks like the left side of his helmet, just under the eye, it's almost like there's an injection point um, for the helmet, and it's kind of on the side of his face. And so I've got this kind of slight disfigure a I,
1: sort of yeah, I actually have the exact same thing. It's
0: really quite weird um uh, yeah I, I, I don't know why that that choice was made um and I was trying to work out what they've done with the paint apps um it he he has a metallic feel um i at first, I thought he'd been cast in some sort of uh sort of heavy translucent metallic plastic, but now I'm actually thinking that he's been cast in this dark blue, and then they've given him a wash of a kind of like a a lighted-coloured metallic blue, Uh, and that's meant to sort of bring out that metallic feel of his armour, but Mm. yeah, I mean, that that works reasonably well. Um, I'm under pretty strong light at the moment, and I'm getting some nice reflections, but there certainly are points where I can see where it's built up in the recesses, uh, particularly on his thighs and, and
1: things like that. Mm. um yeah there is one thing i'd uh, like i do like on his eyes he's got that weird printing in his red visor that yeah. i'm still not quite too sure how i actually feel uh about that yeah, it's a bit of an awkward one. I, actually, I just noticed for the very first time, even though I've played
0: with him quite a bit, that um, the little sort of silver shoulder uh, pieces that he's got, which are actually cast in a, a silver plastic, are actually built in. They're actually hinged into the shoulder. So yeah. um, it's actually pretty cool. So when you lift his arm up, that actually moves quite well um, with it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I really want to like this figure a lot more than I do. I think it's great, the fact that we've actually got a Marvel Legends Dark Hawk. I just, I don't know, something just hasn't quite worked in, in the execution. Um, my belt is also very loose and, and doesn't stay up particularly well. Um, I'm constantly sort of having to adjust it and find that, you know, as I play with it, it slips right down um, off his waist. Uh, that could have even been uh, glued into place. And, you know, what's the sudden deal with these numbers on the back? You know, I know what they are, but why do they have to be so prolific yeah I got no idea on that one. He's got these bright white numbers on his hamstring so yeah. anyway look um this was the one this was actually the figure I was looking forward to uh the most out of this wave just for that uh that really sort of unique universe builder love that that he sort of brings and i guess that nineties nostalgia but yeah he hasn't quite hit it for me
1: um i'm I'm happy to have him, but part of him being such a obscure 90s character to get a figure means that he's probably not going to get another shot at least any time soon so to have it be a lackluster figure is a bit disappointing because it's not like it's a lackluster Captain America where there's going to be another one next year just you know hold hold your breath where um, you know I I feel kind of bad for saying it because on the one hand it's fantastic that uh we got this character and he's out there in particular if you're a big fan of his you'd have a chance to grab him but uh it would have been nice I think if it just had those extra few points to really make it a home run.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Alright, well let's keep going then and we're still in the D's and we move on to uh Drax version two, MCU. Uh, or Drax version 4 if you want to <laughs> accommodate all the options. Yeah. Um this guy is seriously uh getting some love, that's for sure. And he comes with Titus uh, left arm, which is the non-gun arm. And um yeah, this is one of the the big passes for me. This is uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of the 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 cinematic figures at the best of times, but Um, You know, I can see it's a a beautifully done figure, but it really is just a waste for me. I I think I'll be moving this guy on at the first opportunity. So,
1: what are your thoughts? I think he isn't a horrible figure, uh, but he basically is just a repaint of the first uh, movie, Drax, with a new head sculpt. And as great as it is to see an expression Um, on a Hasbro Marvel legend Uh, it is such a specific expression uh, that it is a shame that he didn't come with swap out heads and they just used the neutral head from uh, the first film wave here that you could swap back and forth on uh, and unfortunately they have gone a slightly more screen accurate green on him on this figure uh, but it does mean that you can't swap out the head from that original figure uh, without it being quite distinct that it's uh, on the wrong uh, body and yeah. um, and they have included a big bazooka gun with him which is actually from the first movie so I am interested in whether that was originally sculpted for the first Mm. tracks and got cut uh early on or uh, if they just did it for uh, this one here but uh i do actually quite like uh the coloring that they've gone on him and uh the application of red onto his tattoos is fairly well is that uh, done for tedious, most part? To, mm. a, that's for sure
0: um c- could you even call this green could you call his skin green it's a uh... <laughs> it's close to not being green. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? It's it's yeah. almost a. Uh, I'm almost keen to say that it's a shade of blue. It's uh, it's very unusual. Like he's yeah. he's so far away from being sort of that bright green from the uh, the the comic accurate version.
1: Mm. But that is screen accurate. Like he is a bit of a weird. Mm colour in the movies itself. They sort of uh, toned down the greenness, I guess, with Gamora and a few other ones. The actors would have been standing against green screens a lot uh, in the movie. They probably uh, did have to adjust to that. (laughs) Fair enough,
0: yeah. Uh, I do like his accessories, so he comes with the two knives, and and as you mentioned, he comes with that. It's almost like a stinger missile, is what I was thinking. It made me think of a because I think the the stubby end is actually the one that's meant to sort of sit um, sit forward, and then the long, thin bit sort of goes out over his shoulder, if I'm mm. looking at it from the right angles. So, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, look, this is a, a largely sort of misfigure for me. Um, I mean, it's certainly very nicely sculpted, and um, it's such a shame because I just can't see anywhere they can get any kind of reuse out of this, maybe from the waist down, but certainly not the torso uh, Etc. So, all right. Well, yeah, Drax is, uh, Drax is Drax, and I still haven't replaced uh, my Entertainment Earth exclusive version, so he'll keep on going. And uh, this next one, pretty exciting stuff, actually. Major mm. victory Or Vance Astro. Vance Astrovic, the uh, Cosmo. Oh, no, he's not a Cosmo, he's an astronaut that mm. uh, ends up getting you know, Buck Rogers and. It's uh, it's unfrozen in the future. Um, pretty simple figure to do, actually. I, I think this is uh, a, a character that's come up many times in the past, where people have said, you know, it'd be so easy to do this guy because it's really not a lot going on. Um, it's just that plain buck. This is the Captain America buck, isn't it? Ah,
1: the- uh, yeah,
0: the uh, Grim Reaper. Yeah, that larger build. Buck with a very, very plain head. Um, Another easy redo with the Captain America shield. If you don't understand why Major Victory has Captain America shield, you might want to go and have a look into it. Uh, He comes with the other leg for Titus, and um, I'm actually digging this. I quite like this guy.
1: I'm happy to finally have a member of the original Guardians team uh, and sort of kicking off hopefully a new... Uh, team to build in Legends, yeah. and we get a few more, although I have no idea how they would do a Starhawk uh, with the way <laughs> those shoulder pauldrons connect with the back of his legs, but mm. uh, <laughs> I guess they can be clever. But uh, this guy's one that the work was never going to be great, but uh, that's accurate to the character. I did have a few issues, though, with the paint on his shoulders, Uh, where it is uh, sort of rubbing up against the plastic of the torso and chipping the paint uh, a little bit, particularly on the left arm. Uh, I've got some nasty uh, chips there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Vance has uh, a fairly... I actually think quite aesthetically pleasing costume. It's a, a combination of sort of metallic blue and white. Uh, and because it sort of crisscrosses all over his body, what you end up with is that, that classic Hasbro. Uh, I'll cast it in one color and then any other bit that's part of it, I'll paint. Um, so you know, for example, we've got some forearms that are cast in white plastic, but then the blue parts of his gloves are actually painted, so there's metallic blue paint over that sort of white plastic but then unfortunately, we get the reverse effect where uh, certain parts of his torso and even his shoulders are, are cast in the blue plastic and then painted over with white and uh, if anyone has even uh, the slightest familiarity with customizing action figures you'll know that painting light over dark is really really not that easy to do um, but I think to, for the most part the, the execution has actually been pretty pretty good. Uh, I actually find that the worst part for me uh, is that the torso where the the seams are under his armpits down to his waist uh was obviously cast in blue and then painted but i can actually see the blue where the torso joins and uh, same goes for sort of where the ab crunch is too i can see the blue where they haven't quite got to it with the paintbrush uh, as well as they could Mm. so but i think that metallic blue works it's it's actually nice to see them uh, stepping out of their comfort zone with things like paint and, and trying a bit harder so uh, they could have just gone with a plain blue and I think the figure would have been sort of fairly generic but the, the metallic has actually really sort of um,
1: drawn it out and
0: is that head mm. a new head? I'm trying to th-
1: I was just about to ask you the same thing there mm. I was trying to think whether it was
0: uh, like a Drax or someone like that but
1: uh, I can't... I- <laughs> I was trying to think maybe I actually don't own it but uh, like Radioactive Man uh, maybe
0: Watch out Radioactive Man. Man Hmm, I might have to have a check Mine's, uh, yes. uh, I do like the fact that they've actually managed to paint a little bit of white in the eyes there um, and they've actually got mine fairly accurate which is nice mm-hmm. because um, if you bugger that up it's really really obvious you would have had the, the whole Marty Feldman thing going on and um yep. the the little tampo of the the guardian's logo which is that star on his uh, the left upper chest has actually been applied really really quite well on mine so I'm quite pleased. Mm. And of yes. course he comes with the Captain America shield which they seem to be getting plenty of mileage out of. Yep, the shield is the shield that is the shield. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So yeah, they've managed to yeah, flog off a, another one of those. I have that many shields in my parts box. It's uh it's amazing. All right, very good. So, Mr. Astrovic, major victory. He's uh, looking pretty darn good. And uh, we're going to move on, and... Um,
1: It is our star of the wave. Yep. Nova. Yay. Sam Alexander Nova, to be exact. And I love this guy. This guy... (laughs) Uh, will probably be in my running for best Marvel Legend of the year and might not hit it, but uh, is going to be high up in even action figures of the year. Now, I am biased myself. Uh, <laughs> Nova is one of my favorite Marvel characters. I'm a big fan of the Richard Rider version, and that did flow over into this version, Sam Alexander, uh, who is actually a supernova, which is why he has a black helmet compared to the gold bucket heads. And what I really love about this figure is that the supernovas have sort of self-contained uh, helmets so they have the storage of the Zandarian computer in their helmets and uh, it is a bit more advanced than the standard Nova helmet and if you actually look at the helmet it is detailed like you can see mechanics yes. going on there there is the disc mm. drive at the back Um there's sort of little even uh, engine boosters uh, mm. at the side where the helmet flares up and just having those little touches really made this figure come alive to me like it felt like that's a practical helmet with pieces to it that have been thought out in how it would work
0: yeah absolutely Uh, i i mean when nova was relaunched i I was curious what was going on because um, we'd lost richard rider in a previous uh storyline And uh, when I found out it wasn't Richard Ryder, I was, you know, up in arms and uh, I probably would have written, um, you know, vitriol-filled letters to Marvel uh, if I wasn't so lazy. Um, And I thought, you know, I'll teach you guys. I'm going to read your crappy comic um, out of spite. Uh, And pretty quickly found myself really digging this kid. Uh, I think they've done a great job. And obviously with the recent return of Richard Ryder and and the two of them getting together, I think is just the culmination of some really clever thinking at marvel Mm. um and and i love this figure too i think um you know he's very deserving and and of course you know with kamala khan uh etc you know we're on our way to a a team of champions and so to be nice Uh, i think it's almost a given that we're going to get an armadaeus cho hulk because it really is just a a head sculpt kind of thing Mm. um but for me what sells this character this this particular figure uh has got to be the buck um, you know, I mean, yeah. he's, he's a kid. Um, not only is he a, a teenager, but he's not a particularly big teenager. Um, and they've never, uh, implied that he has any size whatsoever. He looks like he's about five foot three, uh, when he's ringing wet. Um, and of course they've gone and made use of that, that buck. They've done such a good job with, um, you know, the, with Miles Morales, etc. And it, it is Miles Morales, isn't it? Just- yep. Thinking back through the other kid bucks, um, and it just works. It, he looks fantastic. I think his build is absolutely spot on. Uh, I think you know the uh, the casting of his boots, etc., in the gold, uh, and again, there's a bit of a metallic feel, um, has worked really well. And it, it contrasts that that sort of dark bluey black um, matte plastic perfectly. Perfectly, they've just done a really good job.
1: And the colours are incredibly accurate, so you've sort of got that really dark blue on the body, uh, but it is separate to the black of the helmet, but then you've got the uh, whites of the eyes of the helmet, but with, like, a nice blue around the outside oh, to give it that nice glow nice. effect that's mm. just really, really well done.
0: Yeah, this is definitely the figure of the way yep. for me. It's um, beautifully done.
1: And we forgot to mention it's a two-pack. flish Yeah, so we get Flish, uh, who isn't really a buddy of Sam's. He worked with uh, his father and uh, some other uh, supernovas, and one that we'll be talking about a little bit later on.
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
1: So, yeah, that was a nice little
0: packing, because obviously... Uh, they can't give him a, a, a shoulder launching missile or a captain america shield or uh, a couple of blasters or something like that so um it's nice that hasbro still seem to think that they uh, are obligated to give us a, a couple of extras um so of course sam comes with the biggest builder figure piece and that is the torso uh to titus so uh you know they they sort of balance the scales as it were um i, I love this figure i think they've just done uh, a fantastic job so yep no no problems with mine whatsoever very good shall we move on to uh the next member of the wave yes indeed we are heading back into the marvel cinematic universe with star lord and uh Maybe you should talk about this guy because I just... I find it dull. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, I, I'm on the opposite end. This guy might uh, be my second favourite of the Waves. So uh, it is an updated Star-Lord for the new movie. It's in his uh, short red jacket design. Uh, he's got his grey shirt on, uh, brown pants with boots, and he comes with two heads, so you get the uh, sort of space helmet uh, gas mask look, and you get the uh, updated Chris Pratt uh, head sculpt, which is greatly improved on it the is. original Star-Lord figure. So much so that I got uh, the full case of these, so I got two uh, Star-Lord figures, and it meant that I had uh, four heads, and I was able to swap <laughs> my... Uh, two original Star Lords uh, heads over because I had uh, one with the long jacket look and the space helmet, and then I'd customed one to have a uh, short jacket and uh, had the crisp Pratt head on, and I was able to swap them over quite easily. So he's looking much better as well in my uh, first movie film collection. But yeah, I mean, my problem is I don't,
0: I don't sort of do the cinematic figures at the best of times, but. Um, I'm so happy with my Abnet and Lanning version, uh, of started with that sort of more classic helmet that I really don't need any of these figures. And while I can certainly appreciate the sculpting that went into this, like the detail, uh, in the jacket and, and his pants, you know, are beautifully done. Like you can see that drapery and, and things like that. And I feel like I can see every buckle and clip and zipper, uh, in that jacket. It's just, it's just a real shame because I'll, I'll never sort of have him out on display, um, and I notice he's also the figure that doesn't come with uh, a part of the Titus Builder figure.
1: Yeah, they tend to do that with the more figure that I think they <laughs> I think is going to be the most popular, like Deadpool didn't have a piece, the old man Logan didn't have mm-hmm. a piece. Uh, I think they are leaning more towards those ones uh, or ones that people might potentially be picking up multiple uh, right. of to do that with. The... Um, Head sculpt on him, though, I am still very impressed. It's not 100% accurate, um, particularly front-on, but looking at him on profile, uh, it's the best Chris Pratt we've seen, uh, either from Jurassic World or uh, the other Guardian line. So I I am uh, very happy with that. One interesting piece on the sculpt that I found the other day when I was playing with him is on his belt. On the right side, if you lift up his jacket, there is a little nub. And I reckon that is for a either tape player or zoom device to uh, mm. potentially connect in that we might see uh, since he's also getting a release in the second uh, Guardians Wave as well. And he also has two nubs uh, on his legs so you can stick his Cree uh, blasters on there cool.
0: Yes. Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) And not bad paint apps on this one either. It doesn't look like there's much happening, but when you sort of realise that they've sort of detailed the zippers on the jacket and I think even his guns have uh, been allowed to have a few extra colours to bring out some of the detail on them too.
1: Yeah, so these are the exact same sculpt as the first film, but they definitely have a lot more paint application going for them.
0: Mm. Gosh, I, I do like that, As much as it's fun to have a Chris Pratt anything, um, that that helmet is actually pretty cool. Uh, mm. I, that sort of whole sort of uh, uh, Sandman mystery theater gas mask feel to it.
1: Yeah, it was such a great design when it was uh, introduced in the Annihilation Conquest, and they did a really good job of uh, bringing it into the movies. And sort of like the Nova helmet, there's just so much going on. Uh, that it almost seems like a working piece of machinery that mm, I just mm-hmm. really dig. And some really nice gold um, application and sort of <laughs> metallic paints uh, to break it in and no. really make it feel. I, I'd just be nice to see
0: uh, some more use from these bucks. Like, I, I feel like the reason we're just going to keep getting more and more Star Lords, in particular, you know, that next... Wave of Guardians of the Galaxies to just try and get their money back on on sculpting this figure from uh, you know top to toe, so to speak. It's uh, I guess we're going to talk about that with the next character as well. There's mm. a lot of unique sculpting going on. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of which, moving on to the one that has been my surprise uh, for this, and not just because I've seen the film, but uh, the more I, I play with him, the more I like him. And that is Yondu. Or uh it is uh Henry portrait of a serial killer with blue skin.
1: I yeah. uh, I really dig uh this guy. He's um I mean the facial likeness is really good. It is. On yeah. him. Uh there is actually some parts reuse going on uh with him though, if you can guess it. Hmm. Hmm, do those boots look familiar? No, so the boots are partly a uh, new sculpt, but you're in the right area. Hmm, I don't know, I have to say, um,
0: almost, no, it's not mm-hmm. the jacket, or is it the jacket?
1: Uh, it's not. Uh, it was a bit of a trick question because I know you're not a uh, MCU uh, collector, but his uh, lower body sort of uh, from the knees up uh, to his waist is the original Star-Lord figure.
0: Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Oh, cool. Oh, very nice. Mm. Yeah, so That was very sneaky of them to get yeah. hm Hey, look, I... <sighs> Uh, not being an MCU person, um, I was kind of o- okay getting Yondu because I-, I can stick him on my shelf. Like I-, I do actually put MCU figures on my shelf when I don't actually have a, a comic accurate version uh, to do so. You know, I'll be doing that with Mantis as well. Um, but uh, you know, this one—the more I I kind of played with him, and I'm I'm kind of a big fan of the thin head. Um, because of course, you know, Yondu in the comics actually has that huge fin that sort of crests all the way down his back. So that was actually my head of choice. And I thought it, it, it looks a bit odd because if you don't have the arrow thing happening, then <laughs> it looks like he's blowing someone a kiss. It's like hovering <laughs> up or, or something like that. But yeah, there's a, a lot of good stuff going on with this figure. There's so much detail, like not just on, uh, you know, his, his inner jacket, but that outside jacket is just crazy. There's, there's little buckles and bits and uh, sculpts like on the shoulders and things like that, and yeah. they've uh, managed to sculpt that harness in as well. It's it's very nice. It's
1: even got the little mini darts on his uh, right shoulder there.
0: Yeah, badly painted, but they're there.
1: Yeah. Uh, but one thing that did uh, you're talking about the fin earlier. One thing that did disappoint me here is. I would have loved if the fin was a swappable piece. So he comes with two heads. Uh, There is a smiling head with the short fin look and a whistling head with the long fin look. And I just reckon if the fins had been swappable, that you could unplug and replug and be able to change the look so it's whistling with the short fin or smiling with the long fin that just would have really made this guy something (laughs) like just would have been simple but would have really uh kicked off something cool here you know i I thought exactly the same thing but i thought i'm not going to mention it because it
0: sounds really pedantic (laughs) but (laughs) you've brought it up (laughs) um Oh, I thought exactly the same thing uh, I was you know the the fin head as I said looks like he's puckering up to to give his mother a smooch um, and I do actually prefer the other head in terms of the face but I prefer the the longer fin because it's just more in in keeping with sort of the yondu that I'm familiar with so yes I would definitely swap the the bigger fin over to the other head if the option was there. Mm. So now he comes with Titus' right arm, which is the big gun arm that we're going to talk about in a minute. But uh, in addition to the extra head, he also comes with his uh, very now very famous uh, arrow, mm. which I don't think anyone's really kind of explained what's going on there um, and, and how it works. And, and we won't go into too much detail because it's uh, a bit of a movie spoiler. But this is a really clever accessory.
1: It is. I do like that it has the trail, which uh, is film accurate and uh, does give him a bit of character on the shelf. But I do wish you could unplug the trail at the back there. Yes, that was my thought as well. I
0: I looked at it and I thought it's really clever the the way you've got this energy trail and it almost looks like it's this kind of translucent kind of um, ready pink. Energy and, and the end sort of pops Into a scabbard on his uh, belt So he doesn't actually have to hold it with his hands Which is really cool so it, it, it gets uh, It gives off the impression that he's actually Controlling it psionically or, or whatever He's doing um, But yes it's uh, it's a bit of a space Hog and if you're going to put him on the shelf uh, There's a bit of manoeuvring going on to, to actually you know get that thing uh, into a position where it's not encroaching on, on other figures um, So yeah it would have been nice to be able to sort of pop that in the holster Without the the energy trail But um, you know I think I, I wasn't a big fan of the Captain America figure Where he's throwing the shield with the, the energy thing But um, you know it's another one of those examples Where I, I just have to sort of give a tip of the hat to Hasbro For, for thinking outside the box and, and they could have easily just given us a, an arrow accessory Um, you know, without the energy trails. So yeah, kudos for, for managing to get that through.
1: Yeah. I actually um, brought two Yondu's. I brought myself an extra one uh, so I can have the short fin with my first film guardians and my long fin with the new film guardians. Uh, And I have been tempted uh, to see whether or not I want to chop off the end of the tail uh, of one and just do that, but I haven't brought myself to do it as of yet because <laughs> I'm worried that it's gonna, uh, really look wonky at the back there. Uh, when I do chop it through, since it's a clear plastic, uh, I'm assuming through and just paint a gold at the end, but yeah, I I haven't quite decided there. I don't know if I'll pull that trigger. Mm-hmm.
0: Fair enough, fair enough Uh, He does get a bit of love on that that sort of rubbery coat I feel, I'm not quite sure how they've actually managed to achieve it But there's certainly a bit of a highlight So the jacket really does give a a two-tone approach There's sort of the darker and the lighter, sort of browny red Um, Not a lot of highlights going on on the rest Particularly the the boots and the thighs There's really nothing going on at all there Um, One thing I was impressed was the double-jointed elbows I was actually having a bit of a play And... They are some of the most versatile elbows I've ever seen. I actually managed to get it so that his forearm was touching his bicep. <laughs> like, it was really, really quite impressive in terms of just the uh, the the distance that we could actually get with those joints. Uh, and I do like the relaxed hands. It's nice to see some different hands for a change. It's... Uh, I don't feel like I've seen these too many times before, which was pretty cool as well. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, he'll definitely be going on my shelf until we get the, uh, the semi-nude blue archer uh, from the, the comics that I know. <laughs> so, well, that wraps up the main part of uh, the the breakdown. We only have the Builder figure, and it is, if you haven't caught it from the past 17 times we've mentioned it in this episode, it is Titus. Yes, and again, the crowd goes wild.
1: (laughs) So, Titus, for those that don't know, used to be a member of the Nova Corps. He was a supernova, like uh, Sam, who we talked about earlier. Uh, He was actually introduced in the first uh, comic that Sam also appeared in. And he was a team member of Sam's father, Uh, who kind of went rogue and went bad because of something Sam's father did, meant that he lost his arm and his eye, which is why he has a cybernetic uh, arm and eye here. And he has been a small, uh, reoccurring character. He hasn't had too many appearances in the Nova book. Uh, But one thing I found out recently, I hadn't really been watching it, but... Apparently, Titus has gone on to be a bit of a big bad in the Guardians of the Galaxy animated series. Oh, okay. uh, now, if you're wondering where those guys might have found Titus to use as a character there, uh, the head of Marvel Tele television is Jeff Loeb uh, who is the creator of uh, (laughs) Sam and wrote uh, that very first uh, issue as well as creating Titus, uh, so Jeez, uh, about you know flogging your own work. Yeah, so Sam has played a very big part in the Spider-Man animated series, uh, and, and Titus is appearing a lot uh, in Guardians, which I'm sure makes for great royalty checks uh, yeah. as they uh, come in. So he is actually getting a bit of uh, media play, just not where a lot of us comic fans are probably uh, looking. Through and of course, another reason why he might have made a good choice for a builder figure for Hasbro is he does re- reuse a lot of the Space Venom Buck.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think Colossus uh, has given over his arm, hasn't he, for that, uh,
1: uh, that right arm? Oh, potentially. I'll have to wait till I get Colossus in hand to mm. compare, but that might also be the place.
0: Yeah, so once again, some really clever reuse here. Obviously, we're getting the the space uh, venom etc. But the the head is new. That left um, hand is uh, is new because we've got the the tiger sort of hand, and that right arm which ends uh, in that sort of quad-barreled blaster, uh, which is uh, very nice. Which doesn't actually have a lot of detail from the front. It just looks like four tubes. But if you sort of spin him around and actually have a look at the back. Uh, of his gun. There's actually quite a bit of detail going on, uh, which is really quite a shame, because you can't see it. There's even sort of like a little mechanical hose that comes out of one of the barrels and goes into the that cybernetic arm, um, which is just completely uh, hidden when you're looking at him
1: from the front, which is a shame. And I actually found, I didn't realise, and I don't think it's meant to do this, but uh, that gun is a separate piece from his forearm. You can... Actually, potentially pop that gun off, which I looks like it's meant to be glued down, and mine was just like the glue. But uh, yeah, so looking at it like that, arm um, is a separate uh, piece there. So I do wonder. I think it might make for a good uh, cyber builder figure in maybe a potential future yeah. X place. Uh, They're having a look, but uh, I really like this character's uh, head sculpt. I think that's where he really shines. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can't go wrong with a giant cybernetic tiger, so,
0: um, you know, it's, it's win-win. I you know, I wasn't sort of neither here nor there when he was announced as the Builder figure. I know a lot of people were sort of like a were you know, WTF, et cetera. Um, but, I mean, I knew who Titus was. I'd been reading Nova, et cetera. So, uh, and obviously, for me, it was a bit like, well, you know, there's plenty of other characters I would have preferred. But, hey, you know, it's cool. He fits in and he, he goes onto my cosmic shelf. Uh, Etc., but uh, in hand, you know, it's it's a good-sized chunk of plastic. I think this particular builder figure sort of gives me um, that hope that we're heading back towards some of the the, the build bigger builder figures of the past, and it's uh, you know he's a, a pretty worthy chunk of plastic really and I think that, mm. as you said that head sculpt is, is where things are, are working quite well I, I did actually think he had a hinged jaw but uh, I think the lower jaw is just simply a separate piece that's been glued in as part of the manufacturing process.
1: Yeah it's a bit of a softer plastic in there I think so they could allow him those sharper teeth Uh, in there on the side too. But yeah, I was moving the jaw like it was movable and was like, oh, it's not staying. And then uh, I popped his head off for a look and yeah, it's just a solid piece uh, in there. But I was impressed. It looks like there's sort of a piece of clear plastic in his cybernetic monocle there just to give it that sort of extra bit of uh, detail and depth uh, in there, which I really dig.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly where the paint apps are on this figure. It's been cast in uh, a white plastic, but uh, in addition to the obvious sort of black stripes through the fur and, and obviously the the pink in the mouth and, and over that cybernetic eye, um, it looks like a bit of a grey wash. Has been applied over it, and I think that really goes a long way to, to bringing out some really good detail because it really is a nicely sculpted figure. You sort of look at the the back of the head and and sort of got that werewolf feel, as sort of uh, hair going everywhere. Um, and even that left hand has got the same grey wash uh, over it, which is uh, yeah, mm. you know, white. White is a difficult thing to sort of highlight well, and they they've done a good job. Um, the the worst part for me on this figure has to be that left arm. Um, It's a bit of a disaster for me Uh, You've got um, Parts of it have been sculpted In that gold, metallic gold plastic Um, And then parts of it have been cast in the blue And then painted over with gold But for me, that left arm Particularly where the shoulder joins the bicep uh, They've done a really, really poor job Um, I've got gold that's been slopped onto that Sort of um, part of his shoulder Where it shouldn't be Uh, I've got it, it I'd almost be inclined to think that someone touched it when it was still wet. Um, it's it's almost like there's a bit of a, a film uh, over parts of the blue, you know, where the bicep and tricep are. It's um, mm. quite a muddled mess on mine. And then someone's even managed to get blue paint on the, the goal's sort of lower
1: forearm. See, I thought you were going to say the top of his boots because I have that issue there on him than on the arm. It just sort of looks like someone's dashed a blue stripe on the uh, top of what would be his gold boot there. And it's meant yeah. to match up with uh, the lower part of his calf uh, leg awesome. piece. But yeah, it doesn't. That's uh, where the paint sort of stands out as bad to me. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I mean we've got a bit of a black wash going on over that silver of the cybernetic arm, which is not too bad. Again, it's a bit hat bit sort of slapdash where they, they've they done it. Uh in fact parts of it um is quite heavy and other parts that they look like they've missed. But overall, um yeah, I'm actually really digging this guy. Yeah. <coughs> <sighs> so all right. Well, it's uh, look. It's not an in-betweener, and it's not a collector, and it's not a thing. But uh, yeah, I certainly had worse figures in
1: the past. So.
0: Bit of a mixed bag that wave. I have to say. So your standout figure?
1: Uh Nova. N- yeah, with, with, yeah. Without it, uh, as much as I really like the uh, Star Lord, uh, Nova was I. Real surprise to me. I, yeah. As much as I love the character, I just thought like, oh, he's going to be sort of paint over the Miles Morales <laughs> buck and, you know, basic helmet sculpt and he's an easy dash for them. But uh, there was so much yeah. new and so much unexpected in that figure. And f- I guess for him being such a small figure too, to pack that much in is just yeah. uh, just yeah. totally unexpected. And I uh, really, really... Uh, did love him so, uh, yeah, easily Nova. Yourself,
0: yep. absolutely agree, hundred percent. He's uh, a great looking figure, and uh, I'm I'm really keen to sort of put him in with my other Nova Nova cores. I've uh, stocked up on the old, um, uh, was it the Spider Man Friendly Foes line they did that had the the
1: Nova figure. Yes, which I actually have Uh, they went on clearance at a target near me (laughs) and I brought up uh, hey, I think I got three of them for $10. Yeah. And I, I did attempt, now I'm not a skilled customizer like some people on uh, this podcast, uh, I did actually try to attempt to paint one of the helmets black, uh, it really didn't work, it uh, looks like Nova was auditioning uh, to play Dick Van Dyke's <laughs> character in Mary Poppins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Mary
0: Poppins Y'all
1: your... Yeah. Uh yeah, that's uh people <laughs> some people are laughing out there at that Um uh, uh, but uh I do have two unblemished ones and I did attempt a head swap. Oh yes uh Nova just to see and it really doesn't work. It was they go on but they're extremely bobble headed. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. on one another, but they're just generic Nova Corpsmen uh, yes. in my background now. <laughs> but it's a you can find. I saw it in a Toy World the other day, um, but I didn't pick it up because I wanted 20 bucks for it. But no. he's uh, still around a bit, that figure. So I do actually he's, recommend, if he's. you can, find him for cheap. It was just that generic 6-inch uh, figure basic articulation uh, yeah. For that ultimate Spider-Man cartoon wave, but they really do make for just good army builder Nova Corps. They do, and- they do, yeah.
0: And it's good because if you've got a few of those and you've got the two Rich Rider figures, then you know Sam sort of adds uh, some pretty good weight to to that little lineup on your shelf.
1: Yeah, well, I even got my uh, little superhero squad uh, Nova and uh, have him in there almost as like a little. Yeah. Tiny yeah. alien dude. <laughs> Nova oh, and don't forget Flish. And yeah, yeah, I got Flish in there as well. And um, I was even wondering, like, oh, that would be a good head with an exclusive is, uh, you know, Titus with the helmet on and maybe a different uh, left arm, uh, right arm. You could click in mm. there and uh, change his look around. But, yeah, now yeah. now my Nova Corps, uh <laughs> fandom's coming out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> yes, well, hopefully it means we'll get a bit more love and uh, maybe even see see him in the, the third film. So,
1: mm. Fing- fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah.
0: All right, mate. Well, that brings us to the end of this AFB toy breakdown with uh, a couple of giddy fans talking about their latest Marvel Legends acquisition. <laughs> and uh, we might wrap this up and come back after this little sound bite with our feedback, and wrap the show up. It's not time to make a change. Just relax, take it easy. You're still young, that's your
1: fault. There's so much you have to know.
0: Well, if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at Podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. And in the meantime, we're going to see out this show, say goodbye, see you next week, all that sort of stuff.
1: Mm. All right, have a good journey, guys.
0: <laughs> all righty, see ya, bye the action figure blues podcast can be found on itunes and stitcher radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com wherever you listen please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show we also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news reviews old lines and trade and sell in a safe community please join us there While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davey Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening.